James Marsh's discovery of gold in the American River originally brought settlers to this area, exploiting the Californian population in the 1850s. During the 1929 stock crash, the San Franciscan banks were able to stay afloat, contributing to a stronger economy. As a subsequent economic depression ensued, more jobs were created through the construction of the Golden Gate and Bay Bridges. Beginning in the 1950s and 60s, the Bay Area saw a huge growth in population with the hippie and leftist movements taking root in San Francisco. Silicon Valley's reputation also grew as some of the most influential tech companies, including Intel, Apple, eBay, Yahoo, Google, PayPal, Facebook, Twitter, Uber, and Tesla, sprouted in the 80s and 90s. Thus, the Bay Area began to attract young, aspiring entrepreneurs in hopes of following in the footsteps of the technological greats. Although straying away from the hippie-esque beginnings of the Bay Area, the region continues to be a bubble of liberal beliefs and policy. Since 1960, the nine-county Bay Area has only voted for a Republican candidate twice. The last Bay Area county to vote for a Republican presidential candidate was Napa County in 1988 for George H.W. Bush. Progressive Democrats in the Bay Area profess reproductive, LGBTQ+, and immigrant rights. The culmination of Bay Area's leftism can best be culminated in UC Berkeley, a famously liberal institution known for protest and progress. Furthermore, the Bay Area welcomes a variety of communities, thriving in its strong diversity of religion and ethnicity. In fact, Silicon Valley has one of the largest Asian American populations in the country. While the liberal values of California enforce diversity in heritage, sexuality, and gender, Citizens often live sheltered lives, unexposed to alternative ideologies and viewpoints. For the first time in California's history, the Golden State saw a decrease in population of 0.3% between 2021 and 2022, a decline of almost 118,000 residents The Californians are relocating to different states at an astonishing rate. The same trend was reflected in the Bay Area. From 2021 to 2022, the Bay Area population fell by slightly more than 50,000 people, a decline of 0.7%. That's a decline of more than double the statewide rate. Businesses that first brought employees and individuals seeking opportunity are leaving to states like Texas that have low income taxes and because of California's exceedingly poor tax climate. Individuals leaving the state who have lower incomes and education levels than those moving in state that housing costs frequently are a reason for leaving. Many are happy in the Bay Area, while others are not. Sure, people are leaving because housing costs are too high, but are there other reasons? Why are people moving out or rather staying? What's the Bay Area all about? In this episode of The Sword, we're discussing with Westmont staff and students what their thoughts are on living in the Bay so Area. So now that I'm seeing like all of our peers and all of our friends applying to colleges and kind of making these decisions of should I stay in state or out of state, there's definitely like divide between people who are very, very, very stubborn and want to stay in California and others who just now's the time to leave, now's the time to go, and now's the time to explore somewhere else. That's kind of where we found this idea of why are people leaving? Why are people staying? Yeah. Because the Bay Area, there are very specific and concrete ideas and reasons for why yes and why no. Yeah. 100% agree. And I think you can even notice a lot of my neighbors have either moved to Tennessee or Texas and left, and a bunch of, like, businesses as well are also leaving, so it's... People are making decisions now if they want to stay, but we're also seeing a trend of more people are considering leaving now more than ever, so it's quite an interesting topic to see what our own peers think. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that people are leaving. I mean, we have, like, one of the best public university systems in the nation with the UCs, so it's crazy to think that people are not taking advantage of that, like UCLA and UC Berkeley being named, like, the top two American public universities is like a crazy priority that we can have and it's like interesting that people would put that away to move out of state 
just because they don't like the Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, another thing is that just, like, I think that we, living in the bubble of the Bay Area for so long, it is such a liberal bubble, and I honestly don't think that we're aware of how privileged we are when it comes to education here. Oh, 100%. I mean, for one, in lots of states and countries, they don't allow kids to take advanced history or civics classes. That's crazy to me. Like APUSH or AP yeah. Gov, even like AP World. And in America, like not in America, in California, in the Bay Area here, it's so much easier and yeah. so much more accessible. And even although yeah. it is like a liberal ideology, I do think that I am aware of other ideas and alternatives and sides, mm-hmm. even if it's not like as blatant and as divided as some other states and places 100%. are. And I would like to add on to that. Like, I remember in history, we learned about like the lavender scare where people of L- like from the LGBTQ plus community were being prosecuted. I don't think that any other state, like I cannot imagine Texas learning about something like that. So it's, yeah, you're right. It is a bubble, but it is kind of a privileged bubble where we yeah. can be educated. It's for not things. necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. to be in a bubble where we're more open-minded. Yeah. And I mean, even like, Kind of like going from the lavender scare thing. In 2004, San Francisco was the first and the only city to issue same-sex marriage license. Yeah. Wow. So it's also just such a bubble, not bubble, but a safe space yeah. for like LGBT people. Um, different religions and ideas are, of course, like so accepted here. I mean, driving down the street... We yeah. can see mosques, churches. There's even a Mormon church. There's even a Mormon it's church here. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, for everyone. We just have... <laughs> we, have we truly have... Well, yeah, and everyone. it's actually yeah. really interesting that we are actually one of... Like, the Bay Area is one of the most diverse regions in the nation. Since 1980, the Bay Area has been so diverse that the majority of people in the area are actually POCs. Interesting. Yeah. Compared and we're that's very different from the rest of the states where it's not that way. And it's interesting because that also like of course it is like such a heavily based stereotype on like POC and people uh like of that was kind of adds to the academic rigor. Yeah. Of of the Bay Area and competitiveness is you have all of these like there's kind of this immig- this first generation immigrant mindset of mm-hmm. oh like I've had to do so much to make it to America to make it here now you have to do the same to like prove yourself yeah yeah and it's just so crazy the academic rigor that people go through like our our public schools at high school level and at a college level are just insanely like well funded and well created like um, five South Bay schools six actually made it into the top twenty of wow. the public school list Mm -hmm. i guess and seven bay area public schools made it into the top 20 for california so it just goes to show that like we really do have that academic edge Mm -hmm. but it comes with a price like both both literally and metaphorically because like people will be paying tons of money for sat tutoring Mm -hmm. and ap tests to try to get themselves ahead it's which is just something that's almost just like accepted as normal and like almost something that you just have to do yeah like people pay thousands of dollars for sat tutoring and that's just considered like a normal choice to make around even like private schools isn't harper like fifty thousand dollars yeah yeah fifty thousand dollars a year for a for a high school exactly even a college and like and they have like k through 12 it's like a k through 12 program too that's insane that is 
more than people spend like ever uh-huh. in certain states. Yeah. I know. I know. My cousin he goes to Monte Vista, and that is like that's like in the heart of Cupertino. Yeah, right. It's like an eighty percent Asian, yeah, American, and they had to take away the valedictorian in their ranking system because it got so competitive. Wow. That's insane. Because there to be valedictorian, you quite literally had to have like a four point nine. Yeah. 4.0 unweighted and people would like give the wrong test answers yeah or would say like false things about assignments to get, weigh other people get, down oh so that God. they could like that's insane that's like but that's such a bay area thing like all yeah. of us are like oh that's insane but it makes sense mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure we've all heard horror stories of people who stayed up like two nights in a row just to complete I assignments mean, it's kind of crazy <laughs> we do that like, i mean yeah. like like it, like it's my junior year and yeah, I haven't yeah. had like a full night of sleep since it started. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, like I, I said this before when I was just talking to you guys. By the end of high school, mm-hmm. I'll have taken ten APs. Yeah. That's insane. Most schools offer ten APs. Yeah. Yeah, not even. Like the average is about six or seven mm-hmm. and yeah. most students take more than that. I'm taking about nine. Yeah. Or like I don't even know. And around that's just nine. considered like And that's the not that crazy that's either. Just, like, yeah. yeah, like like ten is sure. Maybe someone's gonna be like, that's, oh, like that's pretty average. Like, that's pretty school. good, that's but like, that's honestly nobody's like, wow. That's yeah, no so one's like crazy. No one's like, oh my god, you're gonna like get into Harvard. Like, yeah, this is yeah. insane stuff. And I feel like also to stand out here in the Bay Area, you just have to do so everything. hard, and it shows through. Like we know that we it's hard on us, but like it shows through the numbers too. Like our suicide rate in like. Specifically, they did a study in Palo Alto a few years ago, mm-hmm. and it was something like five times the national average in that area because they have the the high, the best school in in the area, um, best public school, Henry Gunn, mm-hmm. and they had like multiple suicides around the same time, and it was because of such harsh pressure. And the students said that they even had to have the CDC come in, which is usually for, like, diseases and stuff, but the mental health was such a huge risk to the students that they had the CDC come in to try to figure out what the problem was, and they found that 72% of the suicides were because of mental health problems like that, and students were telling them that they the reason was that their parents were pushing them to excel at school and to be in multiple curriculars mm-hmm. and that was just coming with like anxiety and depression and eventually suicide for multiple different kids wow that's really unfortunate yeah but like the thing that you said it's like a lot of academic pressure but it's also outside pressures too like if you have a 4.0 you don't really even stand out anymore you have to be in five different clubs you have to be the president of three you have to have a job volunteer it's like yeah kids have no free time anymore it's It's like you're losing your childhood i would i would love to talk to to the valedictorian of like some school in like montana yeah and just like (laughs) just like like, i took a few ap's yeah that's good exactly and you're like you're not standing out at all yeah like, to be valedictorian of, like, a Bay Area high school compared to yeah. anywhere else, like, is just insane. And now it's, like, hardly anything. Because yeah. now, like, you have the Ivy Leagues, and that's, like, the valedictorians of every single yeah, exactly. school. I mean, that's not even, like, a standout thing. It's just so frustrating. You can't... You have to do every single thing. It's, like, even in terms of, like, getting into classes, like, what we were talking about with uh, one of the other journalists, Faith... She was saying that the classes that you choose in, like, 6th and 7th grade are going to affect whether you can take advanced classes in high school, and that'll affect whether 
you could take 10 APs or whether you can take 14, and that's going to be possibly the difference between getting in and not getting in, which is just such a horrible thing to think about that you're needing to put pressure on like literal 10 year olds Mm -hmm. to figure out whether they can get into college or not yeah i think that we're like meant to make this decision so quickly just because of the area that we're in it's almost like it's part of a trend for jobs it's part of a trend for success in the area i mean a lot of people who've moved here have come from like they're here as immigrants but they're here because they got a job through education there's a lot of tech jobs and coding jobs but there's also a lot of like private sector and business that took a lot of hard work so yeah that's part of the trend here and yeah it's a lot of people here really overwork themselves because that's part of what the culture is Mm -hmm. here like that's definitely although we are talking about high school students and ourselves that's also such a trend i think with parents and adults Because it is just, like, it is quite literally, like, the entrepreneurial mindset yeah. of, like, coming here and then making and this startup. everyone's easily replaceable. And like, 100%. Exactly. Everyone has to work themselves as hard as possible because people are coming in to take those jobs if they won't do it. Yeah. But it's just so crazy, like, the amount of pressure that's put onto people. I mean, me and Anjali went to a college meeting for U Michigan, and they said that you know 10 to 12 or whatever APs here would be the standard mm-hmm. and that you would need a four, a 3.9 yeah. unweighted with those 10 APs and that that wasn't even the most in southern california and places like that where they offer even more APs at a bigger school you would need to take like 14 to 16 APs to be even considered for that school and that's insane yeah yeah and it's just like what do you and There's then you look so at these, like, well, suit, yeah. you can look at, like, I think when you look at it, too, like, we were talking about, like, the trend, mm-hmm. you have to work your ass off here to make it. Yeah. In, let's say, from between 2011 and 2017, the Bay Area created about 531,000 new jobs, but it only approved 132,000 new housing units. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. a ratio of, like, 4.3 jobs to one housing unit you have to work harder as you'll be homeless. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you're... so bad. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're hardworking. It doesn't matter if you have a good job. You have to work. I have coworkers that work in the restaurant business. They have two to three jobs, yeah. all of them. And it's kind of, wow, like, how do you survive? This one lady, she wakes up at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And every morning to work at Trader Joe's, and then goes home at 12 from her restaurant job. Uh-huh. So it's that's something that you see everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's just normalized. It's the same thing. You overworked in high school, you go to college, and you're overworked, and then you're overworked <laughs> at your job. So, so it makes sense why people might not want to so come like, back. So, yeah, it's like, why do people... Why do people... Why would people want to stay here? To yeah, exactly. That? And, I mean, that might be just why people are moving. Mm-hmm. Like, as we can see in the numbers, people are moving away from California and away from the Bay Area. Yeah, and like I remember I remember when we were planning out this this episode and Lily wrote robbed of childhood yeah. under cons. I was like that's a little that's a little much that's but little much, it's true. But it's the truth. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And as you look at like things that you're doing and things that I'm now like I thought my childhood was pretty normal but now looking back I think, you know, I wish that I was put into some sort of class earlier. Or I wish yeah. I chose these classes and like talking to my sister who's in like sixth grade or Mm -hmm. fifth grade 
about like what she wants to do to get ready for college is so surreal that she's already thinking about that and she like isn't even four feet tall yet like she is still like a baby to me and she's already thinking about what she needs to do to get into college which is so like upsetting in my Mm -hmm. opinion that we need to push children and that that academic mindset is so ingrained in us that we're just like it's normal to be talking to a 10 year old about what she wants to do for college yeah it's insane um but let's talk about let's talk about why people come though well yeah i mean a lot of people are like I, it is definitely a con that we work ourselves way too hard. Like, we, we have to work extremely hard, but it's I think it's also kind of one of the positive parts about where we live. We have great public education. Yeah. A lot of programs that are really helpful for students and just honestly learning about it. There's hackathons for 10th graders. Like, if they want to learn yeah. about coding, that's and so great. We like, do have, like, yeah. such skilled kids here and yes. such intelligent people in the Bay Area. Like, we really do have such progressive and like passionate people that live here i mean being put into a competitive place like as we are talking about yeah. you will become competitive that's yeah. just yeah how it works i mean obviously it's hard on mental health and it's hard on mm-hmm. like people who are pushed down but it also will bring up the people that are more competitive and the people that are most competitive in the Bay Area are some of the most competitive in the world. I mean, we're doing better than a lot of places out there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of great. Yeah. But when, you, when you're also talking about education, you can also look at the business industry. We are, we are, the Bay Area is the hub of innovation. So it's cool that we have like Apple here yeah. that makes iPhones and, and a lot of new businesses. So Although it's very competitive and very harsh, we're also a place of tolerance, a place of growth, mm-hmm. and a place an opportunity think, that's really I very helpful. I think that's best exemplified in Santa Clara University. Yes. Because if it were not for the location of Santa Clara University, it would not be considered like a top 30 school. Yeah. yeah. They have so many internal opportunities. Yeah. Like I think yeah. they're like third with Apple. Like yeah. Apple has like like they have the third most interns that work with Apple or like go to Apple at some point. And if it were not for its location, it would not be considered as highly prestigious. I personally will stay in the Bay Area. I love, honestly, the weather here is great, but also the opportunities. Although it's cutthroat, and that's one of the cons, it's very hard to make it, but there is a chance for everyone to make it. There's opportunities for all. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about the Bay Area. I can do anything I want and go anywhere I want with if I just work hard enough. True. I would say for me, I think that my biggest issue is just the amount of pressure that we put on kids at a young age and the fact that from the second you get into the public school Mm -hmm. to when you leave and enter the workforce, you are just put immense amounts of pressure on you. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I would say that I will still probably stay in the Bay Area for a while. I love the area. I love the amount of opportunities that you have. And honestly, that's probably my my biggest pro is just the area. It's beautiful here. The weather is amazing. We have, I mean, mountains, forest, beach, like California. There's a reason that California is so popular. 100% agree. I personally, I don't know if I will stay in the Bay Area just because, well, one, I've lived here my entire life and I know that college is an opportunity to live somewhere else and understand other people's perspectives and ideas. But I will say that the diversity and the progressive values that are held here is definitely something I'm going to look for in 
wherever I live yeah. next. But I'm sorry, the like the price of living and the Honestly, academic homelessness the homelessness rate too. Yeah. Rate too. Like we it's have the just highest one here. It's just it's it's too much it's to terrible. put on like a yeah. just on anyone. And yeah. I just don't think that the Bay Area has enough pros to outweigh the cons. So with me today I have Sasha Reddy and she's a junior at Westmont. And Sasha has a lot of thoughts and views on the Bay Area, especially as a as an Indian woman. As an Indian woman in the Bay Area. And so you're a second generation. I'm a first generation American. My parents immigrated in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how has the immigrant lifestyle impacted your upbringing here in the Bay Area? And do you think that there is an immigrant lifestyle that does exist in the Bay Area, considering that it is so predominantly Asian American and Asian immigrants? Mm -hmm. I definitely think that there's like an immigrant lifestyle, so to speak. Um, I think it's definitely impacted like the way I was raised because I was raised like sort of battling like these two cultures, like, I had my Indian culture, I had, like, this desire to, you know, like, speak Telugu at home, like, participate in, like, my religious ceremonies, right, and be, like, an active member of that community, but at the same time, you know, I also wanted to be American, Mm -hmm. I also wanted to be, like, the American girl, but I I never felt like I could be good at either one of those, Mm -hmm. you know, because you have a foot in both parties, right, and because you have a foot in both, you can neither be one of anything yeah (laughs) and I think that like also speaking as an Asian American woman here Mm -hmm. there's like of course this idea of being a coconut being like (laughs) brown on the outside (laughs) white on the inside yeah Yeah, I think that but I think that in the Bay Area especially like it's really nice to see that Mm -hmm. I can have both worlds Mm -hmm. with there's Indian temples and ceremonies and there's also like just like white kids I don't know (laughs) just like American things to do Mm -hmm. in California um is that something do you think like that you're gonna yeah, I mean... Want in, like, somewhere that you live or mm-hmm. something like that? Like, that's one of the biggest reasons why I want to continue living in the Bay Area when I get older. It's because I think this has been such a good place for me to maintain my culture while also, you know, pursuing, you know, the American dream that, like, my parents came here for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm able to still, you know, be, like, religious. Like, I'm a pretty devout Hindu, right? Um... And, like, maintain, like, speaking Telugu. Like, there's a lot of, like, opportunities here. Like, we have the Indian Community Center in Santa Clara. Like, there's all these things, like, dance classes, Telugu school. Like, there's all these things. Um, And I think it's, like, a good mix mm-hmm. of that and, you know, just, like, American culture. <laughs> I I just don't see a place in, like, the rest of the world where I could have both of those lives that I've always wanted. Right. Yeah, that's... Okay, and... So is that something that you want to kind of also keep with your children? Like, you want to yeah. keep on speaking the language and... Okay, I'm so... Like, I've, like, been called my whole life, like, you know, like, right. whitewashed, right? Uh-huh. I'm afraid, like, if my kids don't speak Telugu, like, I'm going to be bullied for it. going to be bullied for it. <laughs> but, like, you know, sometimes when Indian relatives come over and you right. try to speak... Well, for me, it's Hindi. Yeah, I yeah. try to speak Hindi, and I'm just, like, met with <laughs> such... <laughs> right? Just, That's, like, roasting. of disappointment, and I'm just, like... I'm trying my best yeah. here. You right. see it on their faces. You like, do. It's, not... <laughs> it's, it's a different type of <laughs> yeah, disappointment. So I would like to upkeep it with my kids, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's a Telugu school in the Bay Area. It's called Manabadi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't go there, so I don't know how to read or write in Telugu, but, like, I'm going to make my kids go there. So that's something that, like, yeah. you wish you did or uh-huh. you wish. And yeah. it's cool that in the Bay Area here we have, like, so many resources just mm-hmm. like that. 
Yeah. Or we can keep that going. You were talking about you want to stay here, um, like, you want to live here, basically, yes. for in the future. Where do you see yourself, what do you see yourself doing after college? I mean, I think I already have it, like, set. I want to major in computer science and mm-hmm. minor in art. And I, I just feel like those things, like, I, I genuinely have a passion for computer science. And, I mean, my passion for art, it's, like, something I can't give up. Like, I really love it now. And I don't think I could just go and do computer science. Mm-hmm. I still have to keep, like, a creative, like, hold. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, like, planning on, like, working in, like, some sort of intersection between those two. And that would essentially, yeah. that would be in the Bay Area. It would be in the Bay. Like, there's like, no other place. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like, tech is obviously moving like, to the rest of the country and, like, around the world, but, like, it's where it still, started. It's, it's still hard to be. Yeah. Right yeah. And, I mean, like, because I personally, like, I, I took AP Computer Science last year, as you know. <laughs> it wasn't exactly my favorite class, but um, I thought that computer science was this, like, like, techie, I'm trying to save the world, but I'm not really doing anything kind of idea. But in reality, computer science and in the Bay Area where so many startups yeah. happen, you can it can be used for good it can be used for some really really cool things and cool ideas but I was talking to my I was actually talking to my mom about this Mm -hmm. and she says that a tech savior complex (laughs) exists in the bay area I just want to know what do you think about that like oh like thinking everything can be solved yeah 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 oh I mean that's definitely like not true like these (laughs) people need to touch grass sometimes you know like yeah (laughs) I think like also like in the bay area like there's whole this like there's like a very pervasive idea about like good rich people oh yeah and oh, i'm like that God. also like yeah. and it's know. it's really interesting because like wealth takes on such a different and new form in the in bay california, area right? in california i mean like of course i see teslas mm-hmm. <laughs> driving down the street and whatnot but that doesn't hit yeah. me the same way as like like people have nice houses in the Bay Area, but it's not these huge New York penthouses or like East Coast mansions or like Texas ranches or anything like that. Like it the takes value on value of money is inherently different. Exactly, in yeah. California, especially in the Bay, because mm-hmm. just of like the way like our like the money here is not money everywhere else. Exactly, like, it's, it's worth so much like less here. I guess yeah, because <laughs> you need like so much more of it, right, to buy mm-hmm. anything um yeah what do you think about like the cost of well I, I mean if you're going to computer living, science yeah I mean well I mean still like inequality is like a thing to think about mm-hmm. right like you know we see a lot of like rising like gentrification rates like you know do you want to like I guess like sort of like add to that yeah add to add that to yeah that. but at the end of the day it's like sometimes you just have to like deal with some of like bad things like uh-huh. Bay Area is not a perfect place yeah. in any way like there's a lot of like wrong things that like the like the government here does like that's why we just had an election oh yeah tell your parents to vote <laughs> if they did not <laughs> um but yeah I think you have to take with the good with the bad and I think it's because me personally I know I'll be in a place where I'm financially stable which is why I can say that I want to live here when I'm older mm-hmm. this place would be a good place to live for me just because I know that there are my, people just yeah, like me here when I have like kids like and I like hope to raise them here mm-hmm. you know I want to give them like the best parts of like what I grew up with right because yeah. I think with our parents especially because they immigrated here they were always trying to like you know survive right yeah I mean that's the idea like, that's like the immigrant like mm-hmm. ideologies that I've I need to just work as hard as I can uh-huh, right and it's uh-huh. like and it's also like for them and like I, I feel like my parents taught me this a lot they were like 
no, like, we need to assimilate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not American. Uh-huh. But, like, I am American. Yeah. That's <laughs> I was like, they're American. They are citizens uh-huh. now. They're not here on green card. Uh-huh. You know, like, we're American. So why do we always feel like we have to cater to some, like, I guess, like, white America, you know? Like, yeah. some Western like, America. Like, I, I'm, I, I am American, so why do I have to yeah. cater for, like, this <laughs> obsolete idea of America? Yeah, like, when I have kids, do we finally get to be considered as Americans? They're going to be second generation. Yeah. You know? They're not They're not my parents. They're not me. Like, they're totally, like, as, in a sense, like, disconnected from, like, can they be disconnected from, like, this immigrant mentality? Like, yeah. this eternal foreigner mentality Uh wow yeah well they get to feel american that's what i hope for my kids so i feel like the bay area is like sort of the first stage Mm -hmm. for that new idea of what america can be and Mm -hmm. that's why i want to have a family here okay so tell us a little bit about yourself hi i'm I'm madden i'm a uh, high school senior at westmont high in campbell california um i'm really interested in history government politics uh i'm involved in local campaigns for school board and for Congress, um, and uh, I've been involved in politics for a few years now, and I really love it, and I'm, I'm, I think I do it because I want to help people, people who are immigrating to the United States, like, like my mom, or people who are trying to afford the Bay Area, like young people like me. So there's a lot of reasons to get involved in politics right now. Interesting. And do you think that being involved in local politics is giving you a different mindset on the Bay Area and, like, whether you view it in a positive or negative light? I think so. I think the Bay Area has a lot of problems, but I think being involved in local politics, it can be frustrating at times, but I think it also is empowering in that it lets you see that there are solutions, that there is light at the end of the tunnel to our many problems from you know, high cost of living, like unaffordability, homelessness, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, local revenues. There's a lot of issues, but I think they can't. They are solvable, but we just need to keep working towards them. True. And do you think that those issues are the reason that people have been leaving the Bay Area and that the Bay Area is becoming, in some people's views, more of a toxic place to live and raise a family? And do you personally agree with those thoughts? Well, I think the Bay, the Bay Area is, right now, is a great place to raise a family. Um, I think there's a lot of, but it all depends if you can afford it. <laughs> and um, I think a lot of, the problem with the Bay Area being unaffordable is that a lot of wealth here, especially in the South Bay, is tied up in real estate and, fam- and families, you know, uh, owning a home. And as you know, it's inflation is generally pretty high right now so home values have generally gone up and as everything so home values for many years now have just been the very con- very consistent and and rising so it's a very stable asset for people to own so there's an incentive to do whatever it takes not to drop that home value and so that leads homeowners uh, residents to try to block new housing so Basically, even though there are more people who are being born in the Bay Area who are growing up, um, you know, and trying to start their own families, trying to move here, there is not enough housing being built to accompany that. So there is kind of a, there is, there is a shortage, a housing shortage going on, and it's just being perpetuated because people don't want to lose their home value. True. That's super interesting. And 
Do you think that this is leading also to a rise in homelessness and in general a rise of just not being able to realistically live in the Bay Area as a lower income person? Yes, um, I think a lot of people blame um, drug addiction or mental illness, but you can, if you look at the data, states like West Virginia actually have higher rates of drug addiction, and yet their homelessness homelessness rate is almost zero, and it's just because it's so much affordable there. So even though people may be you know suffering from addiction or a mental illness, um, they can they can still afford a home. And here in the Bay, you you have to be you have to have a really high paying job just afford an apartment which is really it really shouldn't be that way yeah i agree and And i also think that's really interesting because mental health is something that people so often use as a scapegoat for why people Mm -hmm. like aren't working hard enough or aren't doing well enough definitely and but the data shows that that's just not the case yeah it's 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 homelessness is all about uh housing yeah and housing is so expensive here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, people, even with, if you have a job, it's like a lot of people can't afford homes because mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just that expensive. Yeah. And in general, having a job is also incredibly competitive in a place like the Bay Area where everyone is looking to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or trying to bring in, like, a new company. I think it's also a California thing. I mean, like, a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them are... I mean, some a decent amount of them are, are definitely working class people who want to, um, you know, go somewhere more affordable. I think, but I think a lot of it is somewhat well off suburbanites trying to look at their bottom yeah. line, <laughs> see like oh Georgia, Texas, you know, lower tax rate. Mm-hmm. And then, as someone who's really involved in local politics, do you see any efforts to Fix make this? Yeah, make California more affordable. I do actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's tough on. The local level, the very local level, like city council, um, board of su- uh, county board of supervisors, because they're so connected to the people mm-hmm. that the, it's it's very local. So they ha- so the locals have a strong hold over them. So they they follow them and they block. They use that power. Their influence. Homeowners use their power and influence to block new housing, mm-hmm. new projects, and you know, it's, oh. not, it's not causing. It's it causes. Our housing supply to not meet demand, which is causing unaffordability. And but there is action being done on the local level. There's definitely some progressives, um, pro-housing people who are trying to build more housing. And I know in Cupertino and Campbell's, uh, Sergio Lopez is a great example, one of our city councilors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think most of the action right now is being done on the state level. Mm-hmm. Um, Governor Newsom, Senate Senate Democrats, and and uh, Assembly Democrats are really pushing for more housing legislation. Uh, they're trying to build... They're, they're trying to use their resources to build more housing, but they're also trying to slash local regulations mm-hmm. to say, like, hey, you guys can't block housing like, at this rate anymore because it's not sustainable. Um, they, they ha- they've basically set this deadline, I believe, in five years that cities have to meet. Based on their current population size, they need to build X amount of housing or else they'll be fined. Wow, perfect. Do you think this is going to work? Do you think mm-hmm. that this will bring more housing to people that are in need, or is this just going to push more single monopolies homes, yeah. of the of the housing? I think it's going to build more housing. I think I I don't know if it'll be enough to solve <laughs> our affordability <laughs> crisis, but I think it's a step in the right direction. Huh. There's this 
There's this um, another feature. It's called the builder's remedy. It's very interesting. It's basically if so, cities have to submit a housing um, plan mm-hmm. to the state to show like, hey, this is what we're gonna, this is what we're going to build. This is how much housing we're going to build. And if they don't submit a plan that's compliant with the state laws, then the state implements builder's remedy, mm-hmm. and so basically they lose control over all housing regulation. And then as long as it's like environmentally friendly. Um, developers can just build whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be very interesting. I'm sure there's going to be some lawsuits, but... <laughs> um, and I think there's a lot of... I think... I do think they are trying to solve our affordable affordability crisis in the Bay Area and across California. But I think some of it... Like, I know Governor Newsom just announced that he's withholding uh, $100 billion in homelessness. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And funds for homelessness services uh-huh. for, from local cities because he says they're not being ambitious enough. Um, I definitely... What's, what's concerned? Yeah. What's ambitious? What, which... I believe the what city... The city, of, it was, the city of Oakland, the city of San Jose, basically said they're aiming to cut their homelessness population by, I believe, 5% in five uh-huh. years. And... He, he basically said that's not enough. He needs oh, wow. to be more ambitious. Uh-huh. And I, I kind of agree with him. I, I think doing this right now, like four four days before an election, mm-hmm. when he announced it, it's very, very political. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely agree that not, not enough is being done. Whether And, you know, we just need to look at whether it's... Are, are they not getting enough resources or are they not using them efficiently enough? Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see. Interesting. And obviously you're very involved in the politics and you have you know a lot of interest in the bay area and in california is yeah. that because i mean you've told us that you believe it is a good place to raise a family yeah. do you would you continue to raise a family in the bay area would you are you glad that you were raised in the bay area like what are your thoughts in general yeah um i think i would definitely uh, want to raise a family in the bay area i'm I'm so grateful that I was able to live in the Bay Area. Um, I love, you know, my family and my community. And I think the Bay Area is, it's just one of the most diverse um, parts of the country, uh, in the, of the world. Um, like, there's no, um, like, I've done research on this, like, of the, the Bay Area, there's not a single majority racial group. It's mm-hmm. it's very diverse. So I'm, I'm so glad that I, I can meet some people with diverse perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as you know, we're, we're, the, we're close to Silicon Valley, yeah. um, the center of influence and power. Same thing for San Francisco. And just, but it's just, I, I really love the Bay Area because it's, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful place to live. And we have some really sure. great people here. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, so that everyone can get to know who our interviewee is. So what's your name? Hi, my name is Mrs. Liz Jarrett. And uh, how old are you? Or, um, that's not, okay, sorry. <laughs> so I, my question is, how long have you been living in the Bay Area for? That's, that's a clever question to get to know my age. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was for the, the students. Just We've to been, I've been but. living in the Bay Area uh, most of my life. So um, probably about 40 years. Wow. 45 well, okay. Close to 50. Oh my goodness. Well, that's a lot longer than I have been living here for. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So when you were in high school, what kind of extracurriculars did you do? Like in school or outside of school? What were your things um, to do? I was uh, an athlete at Westmont. I did. Uh, was a diver. I was a soccer player and I ran track. Perfect. And that's pretty much took my time. And I also played, um, we called it, 
what was it? Uh, comp. It was like comp soccer, but it wasn't what it is today. That's pretty cool. And do you remember about how many APs you might have taken or advanced courses? I don't believe we had APs at the time I was going to school. Okay. So uh, my question is, because we've been asking students these kind of questions to kind of see how involved they are at school. Do you notice kind of a difference between when you were in high school and extracurriculars versus now with all the students doing a bunch of extra things outside of school? Um, when I went to Westmont, the population was a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. And so you could more easily get involved um, in some of the things. Um, but now we have so many more students and there's so many more clubs. So there's more opportunity mm -hmm. to get involved um, in school and then out of school. You know, there's more volunteer options that people know about that they can get involved in that I didn't necessarily know about uh, mm -hmm. in high school. So the Internet and the World Wide Web and all of the social media and all that has really, I think, benefited our students' ability to do other things than just your regular right, so day to day. They've been definitely more able to get involved. You'd absolutely, say. absolutely, and it's a choice, right? You can, and it's pretty positive. I think a lot of people are doing more community service and yes. helping other people, seeing above and beyond themselves. Right, exactly. So, but would you notice, um, like, let's say, like for academics wise, would you did you notice that there's like a? Like my question is like. Do you notice a cult like a culture shift and from when you went to school versus now? Yes. I notice students that are taking more charge of their learning. Mm -hmm. They are taking these AP courses. They are um, trying to excel themselves um, in their education process. So I think that, you know, when I was in high school, it was just expected that you do the next thing and go to college. Mm -hmm. And here students are now it's it's can seem more competitive mm -hmm. and so people are trying different things to increase you know their opportunities to get to college mm -hmm. and that's would you say that's like a bay area thing specifically or it's no. kind of just a trend with i the think rest it's of a trend world? with the rest of the world yeah i kind of agree with that yeah. too i think maybe here it's a little bit more extreme but definitely part of a trend at school definitely all right so i know you've been living in the bay area for a very very long time do you ever plan on leaving like, if you had the golden opportunity to leave, would you? No. I love the Bay Area. I mean, you're 30 minutes from the beach or four hours from the the ski slopes and the, you know, the hiking is just amazing around here. I wouldn't leave. I mean, the cost of living is ridiculous, but, you know, I just think this area has so much to offer. Yeah, 100%. So you, you brought up a, a lot of positives and one negative, which is definitely the cost of living here. It's oh, yes. It's very extreme compared to a lot of other places. So that's definitely, yes, that's yes. definitely a reason why people would like yes. to leave. <laughs> yes. And um, were you generally glad that you were brought up in the Bay Area? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, again, all of those things that we you can do. I just think yeah. there's just, you know, if you think about it, you can get it done. And then, I don't know. I just love this area. Mm -hmm. And the weather is fabulous, oh, too. The weather is my favorite. Yes. I think I think it's nice that we don't have to deal with the snow. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> and then, lastly, I know you have two kids that go to Westmont. Mm -hmm. um, what is, like, one of the, what's the favorite reason why you brought up your kids here? Um, I went to Westmont, and I loved it. I teach here. I love it. Um, and so, having my kids here, I think that that's a testament to... Um, the academics and the atmosphere of our school mm -hmm. and that I'm proud of it. And so I want my own kids to go through it. Okay, perfect. And would you, 
ever change anything about the bear if you had like one thing that you really wanted to change could it be the culture could it be i don't know what would it be cost of living cost of living for sure i think there's just again like i said so much to offer and so many so much so much diversity of activities and all sorts of things to do and you know there's a just a bunch of new people and i don't know yeah have everything except for the cost of living yeah (laughs) i think that 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 would be a very big point because i i agree that here it's you can do a lot of things like you can go anywhere you want pretty Mm -hmm. much you can go to the beach the mountains but you can also do literally any activity on the planet you can do karate and then next day you like ceramics or something yes absolutely so yeah i mean that's all the questions that we have so thank you very much thanks for having me thanks for listening to this episode of the sword join us in issue five where we discuss if you can separate art from the artist